hidethingmedia.com. The network, oof, without constraints. Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory. As always, I am Jack. And as always, I am Colin. Jack, how are you today? You good? Yeah, Superman. How are you? Hey, I, um, I'll, if you're Superman, I'll say Batman. Yeah, not bad. Right, okay. Um, it's been, it's been a good week. The weather's been nice. The, the Euros are on. I know we don't tend to talk much about football on this show, but it has been lovely working from home and having football on every day in the background. It's been, it's been very, very nice. As indeed. Um, if you're on Apple and you've noticed that there is a sort of free trial thing and a subscription thing, we hope that you've pressed that button and signed up to our, um, Daily content, five days a week we're going to be with you. Well, that's the plan anyway, to release uh, Tuesday to Friday stuff. So uh, tomorrow I think we're going to be back with some stuff about Russia and Denmark. So you can imagine what that's going to be like. Uh, the Russians are off on that. <laughs> yeah, they are absolutely mental. But you'll hear more about that if you if you take out that free trial, which we hope you do. Um, let's be honest, we also hope you forget to cancel um, the free trial and you keep it going. Um, one ninety nine a month, and like Jack says, you'll get what you always get, which is us on a Monday. But you also get the the bonus stuff Tuesday to Friday as well. Um, it's a new thing Apple are offering. We've jumped on the bandwagon early, so we'll see how it goes, and we hope you enjoy it. If you if you enjoy this on a Monday, then you should enjoy the rest of it because it's just more of the same, really. We're not trying to change the wheel or anything, are we? No, not at all. Um, if you're not on Apple, tough. Sorry. Okay. Um, there's, there's not a lot that we can do about that. Um, so it's a life choice that you've made and you have to live with it, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are absolutely pissing on about half of our listeners are. So. No, but they have made an awful choice, Jack. They're either... They're either poverty-stricken or they make bad choices. It's one or the other, so... <laughs> Dearie me, man. Like, the Apple were fucking doing their thing um, a couple of weeks ago now with the whole um, Fancy Dan worldwide developers thing that were doing anything exciting come from that column that you are specifically looking forward to. Oh, there's lots of exciting things, Jack, but uh, nobody else really gets them, get likes them as much as I do. Uh, new iOS is pretty good. Um, the new privacy features in particular are brilliant. Um, it's going to stop a lot of the, the tracking and a lot of the shitty, crappy emails that people get that you don't, you often wonder how they've got your address and you cancel it and you unsubscribe and it still comes through. They've done some good stuff in terms of killing that. Um, the new iPad that I got a couple of weeks ago, there's some new operators that have gone out for that that will keep that moving a little bit more professional. I'm starting to do a fair bit of my podcasting and my editing and stuff, all exclusively on the iPad now. So right. for a pure, utter Apple loser and geek click me, there's lots of stuff to kind of play about with and try and find workflows from and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, another thing we need to push right now is um, quite a thing media ran a podcast awards and the voting finished just on the 19th there and we're actually doing a voxel uh, award ceremony on the 31st of July I myself and Colin are basically hosting it so if you want to see us two dicks try and host what is genuinely like a real podcast award <laughs> um, then I'll put a link in the description for uh, tickets they're free uh, don't worry about that and like I say we will um, it'll be us to host a podcast awards uh, yeah we're going to do it, we're do it together in, in person I think rather than virtually and um, it should be fun I, I, I don't know if you decided Jack are you going to go for more of the sort of the James Corden style of presenting or are you going to go for more Ricky Gervais um, well, I don't particularly know 
Um, the I was not particularly know the difference, but Ricky Gervais is a bit of a horrible curtain, and James Corden very affable. Is that what we're getting at there? Yeah, it's kind of like the kind of the the, the two ends of the different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm going to be bringing somewhere in the middle. I'm going to be bringing fucking um, costume changes, but for sure. Really? Yes. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording in my dining room, so I don't know where the fuck you think you're getting changed. I'm getting changed in front of you, mate. (laughs) Um, Nothing you've not seen before. Yeah, that's true. I think the plan with this is that we have as little on-screen time as possible, and we're going to have winners hopefully hosting little videos of them talking about the one and some of the sponsors talking and stuff like that. So it'll very much be a, a proper presenting job where we. Do a bit of heavy lifting, but leave the real work to other people. Hopefully, that's the plan. Yeah. Is that looking forward to it, man? Um, It'll be fun. I'll be laugh if nothing else. That's it. Um, hopefully, we don't fuck it up too bad. Talking about fuck ups, and um, that's what we're speaking about today. Basically, just big mistakes. Like that was a big mistake. Or oh, today I fucked up. Um, Apple kind of fucked up the launch of the stuff that we've been speaking about <laughs> for the last sort of um, five or ten minutes. Um, it was delayed by what about a month? A lot of creators lost their stuff, couldn't get their stuff uploaded. I'm pretty sure if you're on Apple, you would have noticed that we couldn't get stuff out on time. And that wasn't our fault, that was Apple's fault. So they might be the biggest company in the world, a trillion dollar company, but um, they can still fuck things up um, behind the scenes when it comes to all that gimpy coding and shit like that. Somebody gets that wrong. Like People are getting sacked by front and centre, I'm pretty sure. Um, Apple, if it was um, sort of the way that I don't know if the way that jobs ran it back in the day is still prevalent, but I imagine in uh, Silicon Valley that you can't be fucking up things like that, or your job is in line. You're getting paid an absolute fortune, I'd imagine. So, um, yeah, coding gimps fucked up. So we'll blame them. Yeah, the the last couple of weeks with them in the launch of this new podcast subscription service and what's not has been the closest I've ever been to being annoyed at them. I didn't quite get annoyed at them. I know you were livid at times, Jack, but. Um, I tried to talk you down a few times and remind you how wonderful they are. But yes, I would imagine a few folk lost their jobs. Um, as lovely and as nice as Tim Cook appears, you you don't get to his position and not be a bit of a bastard as well. So I, I assume heads have rolled at various points. Yeah, I spoke about Superman earlier. Well, I said I'm Superman. And do you know, like, they were filming Justice League with, uh, what's his name? Henry Caviezel? Henry, Henry Cavill, I think it is. Right, okay. Is he different for the guy Caviezel? That used um, to be in person of interest. Is it the same guy? Yeah, it's a different guy. It's a different guy, right? Yeah, Henry. yeah, so, he's not Superman. Right, so the real Superman, uh, Henry, had like filmed Justice League and then began filming for Mission Impossible uh, Fallout, and this scheduling quickly became a problem because Henry had to have a mustache in this uh, Mission Impossible film, but they had to reshoot some of the shit for Superman. Paramount didn't want him to shave to reshoot his scenes as Superman. However, Warner Brothers begged him to let him shave it. This seems bizarre. Wait until you see how much this cost. Coordinating the reshoots cost them around $25 million. On top of that, the studio had to pay for a visual effects crew to remove Superman's moustache in these scenes. Now, why didn't they just do that? Like, Why didn't they reshoot them? Just fucking tapex it out with... Like cut, cut and paste it out or whatever with MS Paint. I don't presume they use Microsoft. They probably use Apple stuff because it's pretty good. But um, yeah, twenty five million dollars to 
Because I couldn't have a moustache, you heard that? <laughs> no, I haven't, but it doesn't amaze me. Like I would imagine a big chunk of that would have been insurance, because it's two big action films, isn't it? There'll be some element of stunts involved, and he would have his own insurance for Mission Impossible, his own insurance for Superman, and then I imagine there would have had to have been some sort of an agreement about who was responsible from a from a Mission Impossible side if something went wrong when he was in Superman and vice versa. Lawyers, all that sort of stuff. I, I guess that's a big chunk of it. And I, I, I've not, I think I'm going to do a bit of the editing for us when we do this awards ceremony, Jack. And with your, with your comment there about just tip X out the moustache, I'm glad that I am. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's probably harder than we think, especially at Hollywood blockbuster level. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, so that's a $25 million moustache. Basically, we're going to, that's the theme, basically. Costly fuck-ups, or we've got some funny fuck-ups later on, but um, moving on, mate, who next? You always hear about Yahoo. <laughs> who remembers Yahoo? Yeah, no Yahoo. Country, um, I think they've still got a website and stuff like that, but nobody does it. Like, they've been, Google just owned them. If you become a company where your company name becomes the de facto kind of noun, or mm. word or naming convention for a for a thing or a doing thing, like Hoover and Tannoy and things like that. Um, iPhone, I suppose, for mobile phones more than anything else as well. Um, then you, you've, nobody else has really got a chance. So nobody's going to go to Yahoo now to Google something, are they? They're going yeah. to go straight to Google. But Yahoo was the, the daddy at one time. It was the only place you could go and search. It was the probably one of the most visited pages on the internet. And they owned 30% of a Chinese multinational e-commerce company uh, called Alibaba. Yes. Um, based off Alibaba's cave and all the riches and things that came from it. I believe it was called after that, um, because yeah. a bit like Amazon. Amazon sells everything from A to Z. Alibaba had everything that you could imagine in that cave that they could sell as well. Um, they, they owned 30% of it, like I said. Uh, they sold half their stake back to the, to the Alibaba company at $13 a share. Seemed a really good time at the deal at the time. They made $7.6 billion from it. However, just a few years later, Alibaba went public and it broke records when their stocks rose to over $68 a share. Um, today, shares in Alibaba are worth £150 a share and the whole company was sold for $4.8 billion. Uh, this is a mad one. This is a bit of a mad one because... You're like saying, ha ha, look at Yahoo. They sold for like billions of dollars. Like, yeah. the kids oh, that so owned, <laughs> yeah. the kids that own Yahoo aren't like heavy, like, they may be a little bit gutted, but they're still absolutely minted, surely. Yeah, I've, I've read that wrong a little bit actually. Let me just, let me just make that a bit clearer, right? Right. So, the Yahoo sold their stock in Alibaba for $7.6 billion. Oh. Alibaba went public. And it's now worth like $150 a share, worth a hell of a lot of money. Yahoo, in 2017, sold its whole business, internet business, to Verizon for $4.8 billion. So Yahoo, the whole company, was worth less than what they paid for Alibaba. And Alibaba's worth about seven times that now. So basically, Yahoo's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Had Yahoo held on to their Alibaba stock, they might be in a good position now. You might not be Googling everything. You might be yahooing in it, and if you're one of those people at the start that we made fun of because they don't have iPhones, you might have you might have a Yahoo phone. Who knows? Ask Jeeves. 
Ask Jeeves, yeah, that mad butler. Um, yeah. Lycos was one as well, Jack. The Lycos search engine. That was an yeah. early search engine. Make a market uh, later, maybe. Oh, okay, I've not read all those, sorry. Yeah, um, I'm not 100% sure. Um, if, you're, if, if you're into the kind of espionage and IT and VPNs and all that sort of stuff, you probably use a search engine called DuckGoGo. Um, because apparently that does it does what Google does, but it doesn't track your data and sell you shit and stuff like that. Yeah, there's the Onion Networks as well, or Tor, TORs, something yeah, like that. Tor, Tor browsing, but I think that's dodgy. You go on that to hire a hitman and prostitutes and drugs and stuff, I think, don't you? I've never been on it, to be honest with you. That gets you onto the deep web, and that's where serious shit happens. Yeah, like, one thing you mentioned there was, like, Hoover, Google, um, Tannoy. Do you know there's one that I only found out the other day, and it is Rollerblade? Do you know Rollerblade is? I can that was a company, but it just became the word for them. Yeah, they should be called like, like inline. Inline skates. Inline skates, they should oh, be yeah. called. But Rollerblade were an early adopter or an early maker. Um, the guy that started that, I'm pretty sure, made other wacky inventions like he's like. One of those guys that made a million things. One of them was like a, a bike that you pedaled with your hands or you rode instead of like um, pedaled. So you would row a bike. All right, uh, okay. And yeah, I think he also made um, some sort of personal hot air balloon or something. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a screwball, but yeah, rollerblade as I know that one. Is that yeah? You had that. You had that bike handle thing on. Do you remember on Gladiators when you did to the the final course? The me- women did the monkey bars, but the guys had to do the monkey bars, but it was like pedaling with their hands and it moved them across the the, the bars sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember. That idea came from that. Maybe, maybe. Um, you ever seen The Hateful Eight? I have. I quite like it. It's got another DiCaprio in it, because so I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it. It's just how it works. Yeah, do you remember the scene? There's a bit in it where uh, Kurt Russell grabs a guitar and smashes it off of the ground. Um. Yeah, is that just before he... It beats the girl. Well, I, I haven't, um, I haven't seen it myself. But yeah. um, that guitar was borrowed from the Martin Guitar Museum, supposedly a one of a kind guitar. They were meant to, he was meant to stop basically before he smashed it, but supposedly he didn't know, and nobody shouted cut, so he oh, smashed yeah. the absolute living shit out of a one of a kind guitar, and the Martin. Guitar Museum are a little bit pissed off about that and they have decided to never let anybody borrow any of their guitars again. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just use a replica from start to finish. Absolutely. It it seems, why would you not do that? There's no need to use the real one. They could make a replica that looks exactly the same. Um, that's yes, it's called a replica. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know like until fairly recently like how much money some guitars went for. Like, I listened to Matt Morgan's podcast and he has Noel Gallagher on maybe twice a month, and Noel Gallagher's always talking about guitars that he's bought himself and things like that. And it's literally like tens and tens of thousands of pounds to buy some of these guitars. And I'm just not sure. I, I think the difference between the guitars. Is Noel Gallagher playing the guitar? I think Noel Gallagher's the, the one that makes a difference here, not how good the guitar is. I think it's more about the story, the history of a guitar. It's not particularly that it's a, a really super special guitar, and don't get me wrong, there's really expensive guitars out there, but. Even new example, ones though, Jack, there's new ones that are super expensive, which 
I always found a bit weird, rather than like antique pieces and stuff. Yeah, like when you get to the tens and hundreds of thousands of pounds level, I'm pretty sure it's to do with the history. Like, oh, Jimi Hendrix played this at fucking Glastonbury or something. You know, that right cool. That's got a bit of story to it, and you can get why somebody with lots and lots of lots and lots of money can just spend it on shit like that, which is fair enough. But um, yeah, I wonder if Jimi Hendrix or somebody who's really good at guitar went out with a. £49 shot, not how the one you could get years ago that came with a fucking amp and shit. Like, <laughs> how much difference that would actually make sound-wise? Now, I'm sure there's musicians out there fucking covering their toes with me saying that, but it can't be that fucking big a difference, can it? If it's tuned out. <laughs> no, it can't be. And if you think about it, every band breaks through skint and with no money, right? So, and arguably, when they break through is when they're at their, when they're at their best. Because they produce an amazing first album, it gets people's attention, they get a record deal and they become huge. But they break through poor, probably using cheaper equipment. So when most bands are at their best, they're using just probably normal stuff that doesn't cost thousands and thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. Further down the line, when they've got loads of money, they buy all the better stuff, and usually their albums aren't as good. So maybe there's a bit of a, a story in that. Yeah, maybe. Um, moving on, mate. Like you take this one. Uh, yeah, I'll take this one. So this one, um, prescribed fires um, are actually needed for the preservation of the wilderness. Um, so old trees accumulate an excess of fossils, which makes them more flas- uh, more flammable and dangerous. <laughs> flammable, yeah, big flaccid <laughs> tree. Uh, imagine a tree that was soft. Um, so it makes them more flammable and dangerous. In the Cerro Grande in New Mexico, workers lost control of a controlled fire back in May 2000. Gusts of wind quickly spread the flames across the wilderness and the fire raged for a month before it was extinguished. And this was bad news, Jack, because the damage caused by this fire cost over a billion dollars in property damages. Um, So, yeah, you're you're trying to burn down some trees and get some fossils and you end up costing yourself a billion dollars. It gets a little bit windy and you're Yeah. Yeah. I think we've seen all the fossils we need now. Why Why are we still trying to get more fossils? There was dinosaurs. There's not there, they're not there anymore. What's the point? What is the point of that history and shit? Yeah. Um, I don't particularly agree with that. I think it's reasonably interesting. Not that I'm going out um, looking at fucking dinosaur shit and stuff like that. Like, people are right into that. Um, supposedly you can lick it and still taste it. I don't know if you can taste it, but... It's a way taste of, Like, not, not, not that you can taste dinosaur jobby, but they call it something. It's like fossilised dinosaur shit, and it's not just a stone. And supposedly if you lick it, it's salty or something. There's a difference between that and just licking a stone, basically. And that's how... Well, apparently, you go to a tree, and you get the sap from the tree, and inside that sap is a mosquito. And right. that mosquito once stung a dinosaur. Right. And if you get a fossil and that mosquito, and you put them in a scientific microwave or something like that, that's how you get dinosaurs back. Yeah, sort what I've heard, yeah. Um, That's works. Talking about bitcoins, yeah, like, we've had a discussion about bitcoins before and how I don't quite understand, I understand them, I'm not a simpleton, but I don't quite get the, the real value of them and why they kicked off so massively, but many years ago a guy called uh, James, uh, James Hewitt or something, um, he had seven and a half thousand bitcoins when they were worth basically fuck all. Uh, he spilled coffee on his computer 
wasn't able to salvage any of it, so he sold most of the parts, but he kept his information on a hard drive, basically. He moved his house and uh, threw the hard drive out by accident. And he discovered his mistake um, after seeing the way Bitcoin was absolutely taking off, uh, but um, couldn't find his fucking hard drive. Um, he went to the Newport City Council and asked if he could search their dumps. They said no, due to sort of concerns about environmental waste, blah, blah, blah. In December 2017, the Bitcoin rocketed to um, $19,000 a Bitcoin. Um, he threw away 7,500 of them. So he basically threw away $148 million on a hard drive. I just don't know how you would get over something like that. Um, if that happened to me, and I didn't have, obviously, my wife and my daughter, I, I, I think it would be head in the oven time for me, that, because... Every single thing you do in your life from that point on, I would be, I'd be thinking, right, I'm only on this fucking bus because I threw away that hard drive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work today because I threw away that hard drive. I'm wearing this t-shirt that costs $20 or £20 because I threw away that hard drive. I think everything in your life would be coming back around to what it could have been. Um, so I think if you've not got a good kind of family unit or some good sort of support system around there... I just don't go over that. I don't think being that close to that and fucking up and it'll be my own fault. That would destroy me, I think, Jack. I don't I don't know how I'd go over it. Yeah, like you would think there would have been some sort of fucking underlying code or something that could prove that he owned them or something, it, but no that's, that's what would be on the hard drive though. I think it's something to do right. with the you've got a bit key or a bit lock key which which gives you your place on the blockchain. I'm probably getting this completely wrong. And without that code, you've literally got no proof, no receipts, nothing. Right, and right, if that's what was on the hard drive, then it is gone forever, unfortunately. Yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of stories like this. It isn't, isn't alone. There's a hell of a lot of Bitcoins that will just never be claimed because of things like this, old computers, people formatting hard drives, losing things like that, and just not realising because Bitcoin was about for a hell of a long time before it became massively profitable. Mm-hmm. A couple of short and sweet ones um, before we got on to, again, we're going to go back to Yahoo for a, a brief second, but before then, we've got, um, I've got one here, that uh, museum workers, um, King Tut's mask, you must have seen that, um, one of the most famous Egyptian relics ever, um, the chin thing was coming off, and somebody just uh, super glued it back on, basically. Got <laughs> 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 the fucking gorilla grip out and just stuck it back on um, yeah, you're not meant to do that so no I mean, there's probably there's probably some sort of artifact beard and hair restorer guy that charges a million pound an hour that just get done out a good job there didn't he oh uh-huh, yeah about a fucking brit stick man fuck it that'll do it <laughs> um, another one that was hard to get over would be Robert Wayne uh, he sold his apple stock for eight hundred dollars um, he would have had it would, it would have been worth so much more so 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 much more he must have needed $800 at the time to be fair to him but fuck me if he'd held on to it till now his life would probably be different yeah it would indeed so we were speaking about him on a podcast that we've done recently and couldn't remember his name but that's him Robert Wayne $800 for Apple stock be worth hundreds of millions now basically Um, going back again to uh, the history of the internet, Excite, was the second most popular search engine behind Yahoo at the time in 1999. Google was then called Backrub, 
It was a promising okay. new competitor in the search engine market. Excite wanted to buy the company for, wasn't this, $750,000. But passed um, when Google insisted that the technology basically replace Excite. One of the main reasons cited um, for them passing on Google's technology was that they thought it worked way too well. It worked far too well. Um, users would find the information they were looking for there and then and they wanted to find the information, move on quickly, and that would then impact their uh, revenue, excites revenue, so they decided to knock that deal back because of that. Mm. And yes. now, Larry, is it Larry Page that wants Google? Um, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so he's it um, like, it really is like a fucking fork in the road, stuff like that. He could have, like, getting $750,000 for your company, you must have been thinking to yourself, well, that's pretty sweet. But then, because they don't agree to one little thing, you've got that. You go, right, okay, our technology's better than yours. We can we can do better, and look where they are now. Yeah. Google were obviously smart. They knew that the speed that they were delivering the search result wasn't important. What was important was those search terms that were getting to their servers and what they were going to potentially do with that information, and that is where their real money was. So kudos to them for seeing that and knowing that was where the real plan was and that's where they were going to make more money and get involved in all sorts of other things, the actual providing the search result. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Runter Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw, other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them, just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. Which is only just a front for gathering so much data. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on, mate. These aren't costly mistakes. These are more just embarrassing mistakes from history. Um, nice. After World War One, the Australian uh, military started the Great Emu War, where they tried to cull emus with machine guns. Um, six <laughs> days after the first engagement, 2,500 rounds of ammunition had been fired, and they hadn't killed one single emu. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've spoke before about going to the driving range though uh, shooting range sorry right. um, two and a half thousand rounds it's probably not as much as you think you pull that trigger on an electric and a like a automatic machine gun and, and yeah. that's a whole round gone so yeah but there must be a more efficient way to kill fucking emus than machine yeah. guns like um, fucking aim at it with a sniper rifle basically and shoot it once yeah or <laughs> just right. hit it over the head with something yeah there must be some way of doing it yeah, for sure. Yeah. Strangle them. Um, <laughs> here's one. In the entire state of Ohio in 1895, there were only two cars on the road, Jack, right? Ohio's mm. fucking huge. 1895, there's only two cars in the whole state, <laughs> and the drivers of these two cars crashed into each other. <laughs> oh, they must have been fucking racing or something. <laughs> like They must have been trying to show off to each other, yeah, and crashed into each other. Yeah. yeah 1895, though, like that. What was that? Must have been like. I have visions of the Flintstones car. And the Ohio feet at the bottom running along to make it that's go. It. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's some that's that's some achievement. 
Um, the first ever recorded mooning, basically we show somebody your ass, was recorded in 66 AD, uh, where a Roman soldier mooned Jewish pilgrims uh, on their way to Jerusalem. This caused an absolute fucking riot. Um, and I think thousands of people ended up dying because some cunt just flashed their ass. It's a very strange thing to be the first person to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. To have that kind of that thought that I've got an arse. People don't tend to see my arse. I'm going to show them my arse. It must have been and on school bus trips years ago with some, you know how like, the wacky guy would just stick his arse up against the fucking window in the motorway. Like, yeah. It always but, is that weird though, like in school trips and school buses and stuff. Like, I remember we went to Alton Towers once and we were all on the bus and we were doing stupid things like we'd stuggle smuggled and drink onto the bus and we were buzzing deodorant and all sorts of nonsense. And <laughs> this, wee, this wee guy Jason hits it with Sometimes me and my pals, we'll all kind of sit in the living room and we'll have a wank so you can come the quickest. I've heard about the wank-off. I was the most taken aback I've ever been. Like One, that you do this. Two, that you tell people about it. Three, let's go back to the you do this. And it just, I can't think of anything worse. And he thought this was an acceptable thing to mention on a bus trip, that we can maybe do this to, to pass the time to the next motorway junction. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring you more stuff tomorrow about Russia, but um, between the announcement of Germany's surrender during World War Two on radio to Joseph Stalin actually addressing the nation 22 hours later, Russia literally ran out of vodka. They drank the country dry in that 22 hours, the Russians. Yeah. yeah, and they wouldn't have drank beer, and you'll find out why tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's one. General J. Sedgwick, uh, his last words during the American Civil War where they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. The reason this was his last words, because just after that, he was shot onto the left eye and it killed him. <laughs> oh, aye, that's fucking counting your chickens, that one, basically, yeah. I don't have any further details on this one, but in 1788, the Austrian army accidentally attacked itself and killed, <laughs> killed 10,000 men. Like, do you think they'd be wearing the same uniform? Like, was somebody wearing their fucking away strip or something and they just got a bit confused? But. Oh, it's, it's 1788, like, I imagine they all look the same in 1788. Like, it's not like they're going to have all this cutting edge army kit. Like, it'll just be fucking rags and shit, won't it? Like. I don't know, but it just seems like you'd be like, you'd, like, fighting with something and they'd be like, go Austria! And you'd be like, wait a minute, I'm go Austria as well, so. Um, maybe they just never shouted go Austria back then but they should have uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe they just it. had like I don't know maybe, maybe one of their tactics maybe was to start a big fire and somebody started it too early and they burnt themselves alive or something I don't know hmm. uh, I don't know I'm, that, that happened in Game of Thrones once I think um, but yeah 1788 it would have been in black and white so it would be hard to see as well so mm-hmm. who knows yeah. who knows um, NASA the North American Space Agency um, they accidentally taped over the moon landing footage. Um, mm. There are no known original recordings of this event now, um, hence all the conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a mad one, isn't it? They accidentally taped over. What did they tape over it? Like EastEnders or something like that? Like, yeah, it would have been. I think that would be kept under lock and key. Like, there's, there's tons of stuff like that. Like back in the day, the, the BBC archives, they wanted to keep stuff in the archives and the, to save money some of the producers or the, the head honchos sort of said no we're going to just reuse that videotape or that fucking bit of I was going to say cellulite but that's not right cellulite cellulite 
Yeah. yeah, but they recorded over tons of stuff, so that there are shows out there that were on the TV many years ago that were well loved. Millions of people watched them, but nobody's ever going to be able to see them again because they wanted to save a few bob. I think it happened. It happened quite a bit with the original Doctor Who show, yeah. um, which had, had, quite a, had quite a big cult following anyway. And when they relaunched that, um, every now and then somebody that worked on the original show, a producer or somebody, would appear and they would have a videotape and eventually a couple of a couple of old episodes that they felt were lost forever would reappear again. But you're right, there's there is loads and loads of kind of classic T V that's that's gone forever. And probably what well, probably more important than classic T V I suppose, which I think would be more value than T V is just news broadcasts. It's probably mm-hmm. more value to me than old episodes of Eight and a Half Hot Mum or whatever it would be back then but it would be really interesting to see how the BBC reported the war or what the news looked like in the 40s and stuff like that and all that's gone unfortunately that would be quite interesting to see um, the Japanese I, I would have thought I would have heard about this before is this something that people know the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor when there was not a single US aircraft carrier there I didn't know that. I, I, I thought a lot of people died at Pearl Harbor. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people might have died, but like, the, but no Americans. Well, no, it would have been Americans, but there, there wasn't a like what they were trying to blow up. I'd imagine would have been the aircraft carriers, and ended up just I don't know smaller ships or something. Maybe they fucked up. Um, but, uh, fuck knows. Like, I don't know. There, there is a film yeah. called Pearl Harbor that probably explains it all, but I've never seen it. Yeah, be George Hartnett. You sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. George Hartnett's really good. Yeah, can't, I can't actually can't think of a single other thing he's been in. No, not off the top of my head. Um, I found a subreddit called Today I Fucked Up. So okay. um, there's three stories, and then there's a couple of headlines that are quite interesting from it. So I'm not going to read the headline for the first one. I'm just going to tell you this guy's story. Okay. Um, I have an unhealthy habit of imagining my dick as a six-speed manual transmission and shifting gears with it. I do it every time I have a rock-hard boner, especially when I'm in no mood to jerk off. Last week I was at my parents' house for dinner. Um, after I was done with my dinner, I was so horny I decided to head back to my old room and have a little sausage massage session. Who calls it that? Americans, maybe. Um, he decided to stick on some ebony porn and started uh-huh. to slowly play with myself. Halfway through I lost interest but I had a rock solid boner so I decided to shift gears with it. So I put on some manual transmission car racing videos on my TV and shifted gears with my dick whenever the guys in the video shifted the gears. I was trying to match the timing and it was fun. The fun lasted for 10 minutes until my dad bars into the room asking if I would fancy some ice cream. Um, the puzzled look on his face said everything and the title to this was Today I Fucked Up by Imagining My Dick as a Six-Speed Manual Gear Transmission and Playing With It. People will admit they have fucking weirdest things on the internet. Like, this had, like, about 75,000 upvotes on Reddit. So there's, like, millions of people literally read about this guy's weird obsession with defending... I've got a few oh. issues. A few issues. A few, have you? Yeah. Right. First one, oh, I've got fucking hard issues going up my years, right? But with this in particular, I've got three issues. Um, first one, I have a rock hard boner, but I'm in no mood to jerk off. Doesn't compute, right? Um, second one, the whole sausage massage thing, like, why? And then the, fir- the third one for me is, I start to play with myself, but halfway through, I lost interest. How fucking bad is your, like, <laughs> how bad is your, like, attention? Or your ability to keep attention to something that if halfway through that 
you decide ah, I can't be asked this and just stop. Well, the thing is, John Ronson obviously done his series about porn and how it's affecting people. I don't know what age this guy is. The fact that he's just sitting having dinner with his parents and then suddenly getting a boner as well. Um, That's worrying. Yeah, like not under control of it. So you'd imagine he would be in his teenage years. And maybe he's just that fucked up with porn that kids nowadays are having less sex, they're less testosterone, X, Y, and Z, and it's all to do with the availability of porn. John Ronson covered it in lots of details. And what was it called? Last Days of August, was that? Or was it another one? Uh, yeah, Last Days of August was his audible um, one. Um, before that, it was The Butterfly Effect. Yes, right, okay. Um, so, so another one dead uh, this week, Dakota Sky. Um, 27 years of old, found dead in her motorhome. Um, the star of over 300 adult films. Um, she was dead. Apparently, she was addicted to crystal meth and to some other bloody horrific drug. I'm trying to find what it was. I, I can't remember. Gin. No, worse than that. It was one you don't even hear about all that often. Um, but yeah, I can't find it now. But yeah, she's dead at 27. Um, there's like. <coughs> We're not qualified to talk about it. If you're listening to John Ronson's two podcasts that Jack mentioned, you find out just how mental that world is and how many of them do die young and stuff. Yeah, mate. I like you to take this one. And I think you should actually read the title of this one before you start because it doesn't quite uh, give the game away. Okay. Um, I've not read this at all yet, so I'm going to be reading this out loud for the first time. Um, Today I fucked up by complimenting a girl's skirt. This happened a couple of weeks ago. I was at a party and I saw a girl across the room. She was wearing a skirt, holding a drink in one hand and had the other hand in her pocket. I saw her skirt and thought to myself, how cool that skirt is having pockets. A lot of women I know complain about not having pockets, so this is a very progressive thing. A bit later, I got round to talking to her. I complimented her skirt and how pockets in a skirt is great. She looked very confused. <laughs> she said, my skirt doesn't have pockets. Why would you think that? I mentioned earlier that I'd seen her with her hand in her pocket. Her face went bright red and revealed that her hand was amputated. <laughs> what I thought was her hand in her pocket was her stump <laughs> resting against her hip. <laughs> I apologised immediately, but luckily she thought it was funny because she'd never heard that comment before. I'm still dying inside though. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's amazing. Oh. Um, I can see why you would think that because... Um, it is a massive thing that if a girl finds a skirt or finds a dress with pockets, um, because I remember Lisa got a dress quite recently and she showed me, I said, that's really nice. And I just remember putting her hands in the pockets and going, it's got pockets. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, so happy with it. And yeah. it's a thing apparently. And I, I do get it. It must be shit being a girl and not having pockets a lot of the time because pockets are pretty cool. Yeah, you need pockets, man. You need to, yeah, you need at least two pockets. It used to be the worst years ago when you had to have four things. Well, for me, I was a small car, so fags, phone, wallet, keys. So you need back pockets, basically, or everything else is bulging out. Nowadays, all you need is your phone, and that's you um, laughing, basically. Yeah, a phone is a phone is absolutely plenty now, thankfully. So, mm. and they're they're getting thinner and thinner as well. So bulgy pockets are a thing of the past. Yes, um, I'm not going to read the title of this one uh, again because it gives the game away. Um, this happened about 45 minutes ago. So this has happened to this guy, and he's went right on to Reddit to tell everybody. Um, so anyone that has an Apple device may have noticed that they do these memory videos. This um, <laughs> from a couple of years ago, um, 2020. Anyways, I just discovered the feature and was watching it with my girlfriend. Slowly, 
uh, other immediate family members sort of joined around uh, having heard the chill music playing alongside the montage. We show some cute pictures of our pets, museums, uh, pre-COVID visits um, to other places. My girlfriend and I spotting deer, decorating our new apartment, time spent at my mom's house, visits to forest preserves um, and sort of other worriedly and nice things. Then it happens. About three minutes into the montage, it shifted from a picture to a short clip of me sliding two fingers into my girlfriend's vagina. Um, time froze. Someone said, oh my, in the tone of a middle-aged southern lady, and I whipped my phone down. People walked away, <laughs> but a proverbial fly in the wall would have been collided with the amount of tensions in the air, which would require more than a knife to cut. Um, I'm now home lying in my bed <laughs> typing this oh, straight up the road and thinking about how 30 years from now this is going to be a story and the title is Today I fucked up by showing my family a short video of me fingering my girlfriend Wow, you, you would just die um, mm-hmm. You would just die um, I, I'd like to think that if that was the sort of thing that you and her were up to you'd probably be a little bit more protective of your, your phone and with family members and just showing them random video clips on it. But it's his own fault, yeah. Yeah, it is his own fault. It's not Apple's fault. Um, it's his fault. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how you got over that, really. Um, especially with family and stuff like that. That's, that's an awkward one. Did you ever just say... Uh, did you ever, like... Would you ever sit with your family, Jack, and like watch a film on the TV when you were younger? I'm thinking probably... 10 to 12 was probably the ideal time for this because I can't remember sitting and watching many movies with my family after that. Yeah. Um, sex scene. Sex scene and you're like, mm. I need the toilet. And you mm. would just like go for a wee tactical pee or something because it was so awkward sitting watching it with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, horrible, man. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, anything. Yeah. It was, I remember watching that film with fucking um, maybe Christian Slayer, maybe one of Angelina Jolie's very first roles when I was about 11 or 12 and he let it pumps fuck it over um, and I seen in it and just sitting there and like you said just yeah out the room and like your mum doesn't have to be sitting watching it with you neither your dad's sitting there like like He's sex education like <laughs> 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 that isn't a thing um, with a lot of like dads and, and sons and shit so yeah that whole yeah we've all been there man not a kind of similar thing. I when I lived at mum and dad's house, um when I was a child, um I had Sky in my bedroom, but it was dodgy Sky. Basically mm. I had to watch whatever they were watching in the other room. Um I didn't have one box, I just basically had a feed from their their box and they would go to bed, I would go through the living room and change the channel, put it on in my bedroom, and it would be like the, the ten minute free view type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And used to enjoy that, enjoy it to such an extent I would fall asleep quite quickly. And um, most days, for quite a while, they would get up the next day, put on GMTV, mm-hmm. and they would wonder why it was on that channel <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it was stuck in that channel overnight. Um, I used to try and blame my dad sometimes, um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was fooling anybody. <laughs> Wait a minute, that, that reminds me. Did you not get caught with like a a Playboy or something at school, and you blamed who, who was it? You blamed? Did you blame no, your dad? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a Playboy. It was an FHM. And yeah, not even, the, not even a Playboy. Yeah. yeah the deputy, the deputy head basically phoned mum and said, um, <laughs> "Colin's got a, a magazine in, in school with him today, and it can only be described as pornographic." And mum said, 
well, just just take it off him. She goes, I, she's like, I want to destroy it. And obviously, destroy it, that's absolutely fine. She goes, well, that's the problem, um, Mrs. McMillan. Um, I can't destroy it because he assures me that it's his father's and he won't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obviously sat there, like, desperately trying to fucking not get this magazine destroyed and just clutching at straws and thinking of a way out of it. And it made it worse. And, you know, to be fair, my mum didn't tell my dad that story until... A good few years afterwards, she didn't tell him. Um, he, he, so I got away with that one because I don't think he was taken kindly to it at the time. Um, but she, I think she's already done quite bad because I got a report card from school once, which was horrific, absolutely horrific. And we got the report cards, and then like a month or so later was the parents' night, and she told my dad that she's a headache and couldn't go to the parents' night because he go himself and he went completely unprepared, having no idea of how bad the report card had been. Um, but aye, the, the magazine story comes out quite often at family gatherings. <laughs> um, right, three or four headlines um, without going into well any detail really about them. But um, today I fucked up by making my dad punch a stripper in Grand Theft Auto and tearfully ask God for forgiveness in front of my entire family. <laughs> oh, superb. We've all done it in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, Today I fucked up by thinking divorce was an April Fool's gag. <laughs> uh, can you imagine like being that, that so unaware of your life situation with your wife or whatever that you think, oh, <laughs> good joke. Here's a joke. She, yeah. yeah she, she's like, nah. Um, get in my, <laughs> get your house, my house. It could also be that he's done it as a joke, but Harvest Wants has been, yeah, you know what, I think you're right. I've <laughs> <No. clears throat> done it for him. Um, but aye, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, today I fucked up by making such a disgusting smell from my butt it evacuated a whole courtroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good, but he's ruined it by using the word butt. <laughs> yeah, it's just an American thing as well. Yeah, very, yeah. very American. Um, today I fucked up by making a girl I like laugh so hard she ended up in hospital and I almost lost my job. <laughs> yeah, I did read a little bit about this. She took an asthma attack. Right, okay. And why did he lose his job? Because he went to the hospital with her? I don't know, like, the boss walked in and she was laughing and then took this asthma attack, obviously. I don't know why he almost lost his job, um, to be perfectly honest with you. This one's bizarre, right, and it's the last one. We're going to wrap it up. We'll, we'll try and drill down into what we think this headline means. Today I fucked up by hiding my staple addiction and making my family think I was a heroin junkie. I read a tiny little bit of this. Okay, what's This guy you? fucking loves staples. Absolutely love staplers. I don't know how you then get to people thinking that you're taking skag, but he must have been that embarrassed that he just let that seed planted and then grow into this story that oh Jack Jack's on the skag again. He's, he's hiding, <laughs> he's hiding stuff. Yeah, maybe he likes it. That's a bizarre one, man. Being into staplers. Did you ever like play staple roulette in school? Uh. Tell sounds like something we probably would have done, but like what was it? You, you have some sort of a, a game at the start, and if you lose, you have to staple the bit of skin between your thumb and your first finger, right. because that skin is a little bit flexible and it's quite thin, and you could get the stapler in and get the staple right through it. No, I've never stapled my hand like that, no. You would do that. We did that game quite a lot. Um. I put my pinky in a pencil sharpener once and sharpened my nail off um, when I was Ooh, about six. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. 
but yeah, um, this country's right into Staples, which is a little bit bizarre. So I think I'll do it today, mate. To be fair. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to end it. Staple addiction and heroin junkiness. That's a good end point. Um, if like we said at the start, if you've enjoyed it and you want to hear more and you can't bear the thought of waiting until next Monday. You've got the two-week Apple free subscription to hear the extra content. Um, you'll get a little mini bonus episode on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Tuesday. Forgot about Tuesday. On mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that was going so well there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, you'll get it for free for two weeks. After that, if you want to keep it going, it's one ninety-nine, I think, for two months. Yeah, for a month, sorry. <laughs> Make an arse of this. Yeah, you uh, fucked everything up. Yeah, one ninety-nine a month. It's really good. It's much better than what you've said to the last thirty seconds. I promise. Mm-hmm. And um, it's out there to try it out if you're into it. Yeah, Russia, Denmark, Slovakia, Spain, Finland, and Turkey will all be covered this week. So and it's nothing to do with football. It's just funny stereotypes about their country. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> right, um, as always, guys. Thanks for tuning in and calling. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, cheers, man. Always yeah. fun. Always on, right, guys? We'll speak to you soon, right? Bye! <laughs> Fuck up. Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing, media.com.